Welcome to Blockchain Recorded, the podcast for the tech curious, where we talk about anything and everything related to the exponentially evolving crypto, blockchain, and Web 3.0 space. Our mission is simple, to share knowledge, facilitate discourse, and help evolve education in blockchain fundamentals, decentralization solutions, and relevant use cases for today's digital economy. We at Blockchain Recorded are not registered investment advisors and do not deal with financial or trading token elements, nor offer any licensed financial services. The content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, while the opinions of all parties involved are their own. I'm your host, Nina Tserar, and now let's talk blockchain. Before I introduce our guest today, I'd like to remind our listeners to follow us on Twitter, where we pre-stream each episode on Twitter Spaces the day before publishing on all major podcast platforms. For the platform list, visit our website, blockchainrecorded.com. This episode is dedicated to the Web3 Stronger Together ecosystem initiative and its first virtual summit, which took place between March 1st and March 4th, 2023 in Evelyn's Metaverse, a virtual platform uniting several hundred Web3 leaders and thinkers, over 100 projects and speakers, and over 5,000 attendees from across the world. The purpose of Web3 Stronger Together, with which Blockchain Recorded is a proud media partner, is to demonstrate to the crypto community that the Web3 ecosystem is strong, solidary, active, and committed to furthering innovation despite the status of the market and nature of price speculations. It emphasizes the importance of fairness, inclusivity, diversity, and sustainability to furthering healthy Web3 fundamentals. The summit included many panel discussions with assigned topics, which Blockchain Recorded is redistributing in audio form. The seventh panel discussion on March 2nd and 16th panel overall explores DAOs and community governance. The speakers were Greg Chu, the CEO and founder of QPQ, Dante Kulari, the CEO at Convergence Inc., Akina Ho, co-founder and global head of business consultancy and APAC lead at All Stars Women DAO, Liran Peretz, co-founder and CEO of Alti, and Felix Tayland, Marketing Manager at Bricken. The panel discusses main challenges and issues in creating and managing DAOs, from community engagement to governance. It is imperative to tackle governance, as DAOs have all the potential to pave the way for organizational infrastructure in a decentralized digital economy. The following is the panel's discussion hosted by Laurent Perello, the leader behind the Web3 Stronger Together ecosystem initiative. We do apologize for potential audio drops due to choppy internet connections. We edited the recording to the best of our ability. Glad to host our speakers for this uh, panel discussion. 7,000 community governance empowering local decision making through blockchain technology. It's a Web3 Stronger Together virtual summit day two. Welcome, Felix. Welcome, Lian. Welcome, Greg. Welcome, Akina. Welcome, Dante. I will ask to each one to quickly introduce him herself and uh, just uh, let us know what what you are doing in Web3 and why are you involved. It's uh, I'm curious to hear this. Let's start with uh, Dante. Welcome and thanks for joining. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm Dante Kalari. This is Tembi. Hello. Um, yeah. I'm the CEO of Convergence Inc. Uh, we're a software company in the Web3 space based out of Austin, Texas and Budapest, Hungary. Yeah, we build applications to allow people to more securely store their data in a self-sovereign way and just interact with the Web3 space kind of more organically and um, 
again, in a, in a self-sovereign way where you control, you know, control your, your infrastructure and your data. Um, yeah, and we, we got into this space really to help content creators, help, you know, web consumers in the space kind of more, uh, more easily, again, control the infrastructure that, uh, they operate on and, you know, so passionate about helping people solve problems as it relates to, you know, running businesses on the web. So yeah, excited to be here. Thank, thanks for Thanks you. Akina, welcome. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Akina Ho. I am one of the co-founder of Astar Woman DAO. I also head off the uh, business consultancy service for them. And also I'm the lead chapter uh, leader for APAC. And what is Astar Woman DAO? We are an investment DAO. And, and I also uh, were formulating a parent company on top of Astar Woman DAO call Edma, which is a Austal DAO management authority that helps DAOs to become a real DAO. And then uh, from idealization all the way to onboarding into a DeFi platform that does governance and treasury. We uh, on the Austal Woman DAO, what we're trying to do is actually bridge the gender gap, the age gap and the culture gap. I'm, I'm, I'm in a hurry to, to hear you sharing your experience. Welcome, uh, Akina. Uh, Greg, welcome. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Greg Chu. I'm the CEO and founder of QTQ. We're building the infrastructure to make all of the dreams of Web3 possible, to really make it scalable, interoperable, secure, and capable of bearing out the, the distributed digital economy that we believe is the future, and um, really making it possible for what I would call the economic emancipation of humanity. That is to open the doors to everybody to be part of the global economy in a way that I think today we exclude something like 80 to 90 percent of the population. Uh, and this has been my life's work. It's what the entire purpose of QPQ is to unlock. And it's why I, I love being part of, of this, this process. And, and uh, as this is my last appearance on the panels, I'd like to thank you, Laurent, for putting together a fantastic conference. I think the courage you've had to bring people on and get them to just talk is absolutely commendable. Thank you. Thanks to you. Uh, for me, it's absolute necessity. And uh, uh, seeing all you guys uh, accepting to contribute, it's uh, for me the proof that uh, even if outside the situation can be really tricky and horrible for some person, uh, there is still uh, some uh, hope to maintain. And I'm sure that uh, we, we can contribute uh, concretely uh, to change the situation. Thanks. Thanks again for joining, Greg. Lian, welcome. Hi. Thank you. And yes, it is a, a great event and it's a pleasure and an honor to uh, join this panel. I'm uh, Liran Perez, originally from Israel, but uh, many years in the Caribbean, where uh, I'm a co-founder and the CEO of Alti. Alti basically connects the blockchain with chat applications like WhatsApp, Telegram, Discord, and very soon uh, all the others. We are the first one to introduce um, a hosted wallet, basically a crypto wallet on those platforms. So enabling people to transact value opened a wide range of uh, different applications that now can basically be uh, as a utility on those chats. We realized already more than uh, three years ago that chat has to have utilities. Only now you see voting and uh, those type of uh, applications coming in WhatsApp and other chat platforms. But uh, we saw it a uh, few years back, few years ago, and started to uh, basically implement different technologies to connect the blockchain ch chat platforms. Uh, we have different applications, and some of them 
a lot of them are basically tailored for communities. So I'm excited for this uh, talk and uh, looking forward to con contribute. Welcome and, and thanks again. Felix, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And it's, um, it's a pleasure sharing this uh, panel with everybody. Uh, my name is Felix. I'm a marketing manager at Brickian. It's a Spanish-based company. We work mainly with asset tokenization. So we help companies raise capital essentially by bringing their assets, equity and self-crowdfund self, uh, through uh, on-chain. Also providing sort of a full management solution where they can also manage the investor relations through voting processes and kind of bring in the investors more in a sense and a more, more way cohesive to Web3 communities in general. Uh, kind of changing that dynamic between investors and uh, and companies. So yeah, that's a bit about Brickian and about me. Welcome. I would uh, like to start to ask to Akina. Uh, Akina, you have a, a strong uh, background experience. You you constantly experiment. Could you share with us what what are the main challenge to, to create a DAO and to really uh, in the long run engage the community because I think uh, we discussed previously uh, the, the human aspect and I'm really glad but uh, we have uh, all uh, during uh, our, our talk uh, we are human centric and all uh, far away from creating the community and uh, acting in a way keep the, 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 the commitment oh we also find a way to uh, deliver a real tangible value locally you know right uh, and for each one, everyone, and everywhere. Right. Well, um, gosh, that, that's a, a lot of questions. So let me answer the basic one. Uh, like, well, we've been working with a lot of DAOs. I mean, our community is, we've been around for a year plus. Uh, we're a very strong community. We have a general commu uh, community whereby it's just on our social media following. We're, we're, we are not that active there, uh, but we have a very close knit ambassador uh, com and community whereby people are about 70% are women, 30% are men, and 60% plus are more like senior executives, C-level founders, investors, creators, and the rest are young professionals or middle management, right? And our goal is just to be understanding what Web3 is, making a very inclusive environment for people to share information, ask for help, find talents, um, you know, and, and just participate in different types of um, events and stuff to support each other right so uh we 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 noticed we have a lot of DAOs inside our DAOs too so other investment DAOs and stuff we're very very inclusive we, we don't see any competition at all so one of the challenges for DAOs being become a DAO is that they realize that they don't know how to run a community that is a big, a big problem so they just started out and oh they had this fire and everybody has a community then they said what else are we going to do with this community how do we get them to pay us right and how do we run our our, our our DAO without money, right? So there's this whole thing. And then, then and then people start questioning them about when they ask for money. And people was like, well, what are you going to do with the money? And then so they didn't understand that there's a white paper and there's a light paper and how to onboard DeFi. So we, we did a lot of research looking at a lot of DAOs in general. We, we, we can't say it like these are the main reason why all DAO fails. But I came up with a, a few that are really fundamental why DAO fails, right? So what I'm... One basic one is that DAO leaders, when they first started their uh, the DAOs, they were strong. And when they brought in members and stuff like that, the DAO leaders tend to dictate 
uh, and change the direction after everybody on board and a lot of members just fell apart. So that's one, it's a breaking between the leaders and the members. And the second one is the reverse, whereby the leader comes in with a purpose and then a lot of members join and the members got very powerful and they kind of veto the leader, right? And change the purpose of the DAO. So that breaks the down and the leader goes off and finds something else. So that's another reason. So that's more of a personality reason, which exists when you have human, right? And then the third problem is that they don't have a white paper where everybody agrees and understand what is it that they're building and what are, what are the rights they have once they become a DAO. And when you're really a DAO, because I was involved with the, you know, the a law of uh, England and Wales for the law commission for the call of evidence to, to talk about with other experts around the world talk about how should they govern DAOs, right? And we're in talks with the Dubai government too, the MCC, and try to understand. And and then uh, it, it brings to the, the, another problem why DAO fails because they built their own platform. So it's like you, you, to build a DAO platform, you have to understand blockchain really well, security really well, and all the other stuff. And then if your DAO is not really a platform DAO, which your main goal is to build the, DAO, the platform, then it's best not to build your own DeFi platform to manage your DAO. You should leverage other third parties. So that's one of the things we, we come to the consensus. And then if you do create your own DAO DeFi platform and you're running a DAO, then the government should give you two types of compliance. One is the compliance of managing the platform so there's no commingling of funds and, you know, like fraudulent activities and negligence and stuff because you're responsible for the DAO. So we don't want another FTX on our hand, right? So that's the main thing. And the third thing is that a lot of DAOs, when they are growing and they're prospering the how is it the, the profits gets bigger right so people become greedy in the beginning everybody started oh like yeah i want to save the dolphin wow but when you're managing a hundred million dollar fund or five million dollar fund when you start saving the dolphin it becomes something else right so people start fighting and then uh and certain party within the dow becomes more powerful than another so they're making the right decision uh for the dow uh sometimes it's not the agenda and they have nobody else to ask for help. So uh, bringing in the third party, that's why the parent company of Also Woman, Atma, is, is the management trustee company that we can come in and audit the, the issues and provide a very clear assessment and say, this is what we think. This is the facts. It's not I know, subjective. It's these are the facts. Here, you guys can vote on it, right? So, and so like that, that kind of helps. So because there was a issue where there was a DAO who had a $100 million project led by one key strong group within the DAO, it was falling apart in COVID. And then another group tried to came up with an answer to solve them, to save that money. But then that group was so adamant about not changing the thought and they lost the money because, you know, because they didn't make enough, uh, they didn't have enough time to make the decision to pivot. So these are the issues that we try to help resolve. Um, so, so the, the important thing is how do we help company evolves, right? Creating the white paper, light paper, onboarding to DeFi platform, and also making sure that they are managed properly as they grow. And the government basically, from our understanding, at least from from the England side and Wales side, there's basically three, um, actually four things before you. Number one, you are not allowed to call yourself a DAO if you are not a DAO. Okay, so that's one thing. Now everybody's calling themselves a DAO, but they're not a DAO. So what makes you a DAO is number one, you have a community within the DAO. You can have multiple community outside of the DAO, but you can't sue people when people kick you out of Telegram, right? And then the people, read a lot of community right now are that. The second thing that you have to be a DAO is you have to have a white paper listing out exactly what's your purpose. How do you do governance and treasury management on a DeFi platform? And of course, the basic third one is that you must onboard on a DeFi 
platform, which is blockchain based, to to you know to actually execute what you've written on your white paper in terms of governing the treasury. Sorry, that took a little bit longer, but that's it. Well, it's it, it's it's really interesting. Uh, who want to 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 interact? Like Dante, yeah, uh, that was yeah, that's really interesting. I've personally seen um, the same kind of dynamics happen over and over again in different you know decentralized organizations that I've kind of followed. You know, yeah, you get one faction um, as the the founders and you know original team, and they get booted out by um, you know another faction after some mistakes happen or, or something. Um, yeah, that's a really common problem, and um, you know a couple of the other think big um issues still existing today are like you know if you've got um let's say you know you've got a team within the dow that wants to push a certain proposal and they want to push a vote you know you you can you can create the proposal you can um uh, establish the vote you know but how do you make sure everybody in um the dow has equal access um to voting and um you know knows about the vote and kind of um you know, just better tools to keep people apprised of all the updates going on. Um, and then yeah. once you approve, you know, approve a proposal, um, how do you hold that team accountable? How do you audit um, the spending? And, um, yeah. you know, again, yeah, these are these are uh, issues that I think we're still probably a couple years away from really, you know, uh, making stable is, or making. Uh, yeah. There's yeah, a system like, for that. It's a system fat. So we've been looking like looking at a lot of platform and that's what Atma does, right? We help company uh, formulate like what constitute a legal approval, right? On the platform, everything is governed. And like you said, who is responsible for moving the money? It, that should all be controlled by smart contract, right? Every, whatever you've written on your white paper has to be automated. And that's the key, right? And then so like Dubai government was asking us, can we be the auditor, making sure that every year we audit the uh, DAO that is it's registered in Dubai to make sure that they are compliant to what they've written on the white paper and then, then their platform they're using is doing exactly that and there's any complaint, any hanky-panky, so they hopefully they'll detect it earlier before something happens. So yeah, your concern is totally right. And our, our job is to help consult people to come up with a very viable model so when they offer it to their members, it, it, the members will be confident that they're not going to be cheated or ripped off, right? And there is always a way. And we were telling our, you know, the our, our regulatory body that, you know, like, where we're like, if, if a DAO is endorsed by ADMA, you know, for sure that they we went, we went through the vetting process to say that their business model works, there's a platform, they're going to go on board. You no, know, we put a stamp next to it. Yeah, to, to, to kind of stop all that issue. Thanks. Uh, 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 you know, the, the thing with this is, uh, well, we talked about this a little bit. We touched on this from another panel, actually. Um, yeah. the, the thing about this is this. There's a lot of problems around the regulation of DAOs from an external perspective, the recognition of them. And, and one of the points I was making, and I think, Keenan, you, you've expressed it very well here, is that actually, in order to be asked to behave, to be treated like adults, we need to behave less. Okay? Yes. So... When we start to talk to regulators and say, hey, you know what, uh, we're not all to the moon. We don't all think that uh, Bitcoin is going to go to a billion dollars tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of people trying to do really important things here that are really going to transform how society operates, how different people can participate in the economy, and not just economic. You know, this starts to flow into how we manage data, how we manage education. All of it flows from this. And... 
getting DAOs right is as important to the future distributed digital economy as getting company structures right was right was important to the corporatist infrastructure that we've endured for the last three, four right. years. And that we're now transitioning from into a capitalist world, which I define as being I win, you win, we win, as opposed to the corporatist version of I win, you <laughs> lose. And what we're still seeing in DAOs is a lot of I win, you lose, right? You're getting people who set them up and they have this dominant position. Dante, you touched on the same point. They have this dominant position and they abuse that dominance. And actually, the thing is, the rules of the DAO itself should be so hard cast that that just isn't possible. But the other side of it is that, you know, if you take a sort of a libertarian approach, you look at it and say, okay, so on the one hand, DAOs should do this. But if people keep putting money into the ones that don't, then we're not actually forcing the market through market function. So what we really need to have is more discernment. The people who are investing in these things, who are trying to enable things to happen, and it's not just investment tools, that these you know, DAO can be used for multiple different purposes in exactly the same way that today's corporate structures are used from a legalist yeah. perspective. But the, the great thing is we can actually, exactly as Akeem has talked about, we can embed the rules on the governance into the automated operations of the yes. system. That's why it's called a, it's why it's called a DAO. You know, it's like when I talk about distributed ledger technology, I tell people that there are three operative words in there: yes. distributed ledger technology. The clue as to what the technology is is in the first two: it's distributed <laughs> ledger, right? Yeah, it's like the same thing. And I, I think when we uh, when we start to look at how this is going to emerge, one of the great tragedies in this market today is that actually real use cases are emerging, real platforms, real applications, whose purpose is not just to drive up a spurious token to the moon. Things that actually deliver real value, that are bringing about real economic emancipation, are beginning to emerge at exactly the point that all the funding seems to be evacuating from the market because they're worried about FTC and so or FTX and so on. The reality is those things are not distributed ledger technology. The whole reason they blew up in the first place is because they are not distributed ledger technology. They are not DAOs. They are not adhering to the rules. And the rules are really simple. You have to be able to trust the message, not the message. You have to be able to trust the technology not the people who operate the technology. The technology needs to become tools, not that I can hold on to and say, this is just mine. No, these need to be the tools that are open to us all. I mean, this is fundamentally the point of what I've been trying to do at QPQ. In 2017, I couldn't come along and said, hey, I'm going to find a wipe. The reality of the problem is I wanted to do this differently. I wanted to come to the market saying, we've actually built the infrastructure for the world to transition to a decentralized digital economy. And I now want to give you that infrastructure so that everybody owns the infrastructure and nobody can do anything but add value to it. That is the future that we need to get toward. Yeah. But we've had six years of people writing white papers of nonsense, of spurious FOMO, and this is what has got to change. We as an industry have got to stand up in every different field within this industry, and they're all linked, and start behaving like the adults we want to be treated as. And that starts with getting things like DAO governance right, because this yeah. is the fundamental transformer as a as an infrastructure, sorry, as a, as a corporate structure. The corporate yeah. structures of the past are going to be replaced by DAOs, but yeah. we have to start being getting the governance right and removing that capacity for abuse. And once we do that, 
we can move to a state where we can actually begin to talk to regulators constructively and say, hey, you really need to think about this. You need to cast in law what a DAO is. And Akira, you touched on that a moment ago as well. Forgive me yeah. uh, jumping on this so heavily, but uh, you know, this is an area of huge right. it's, it, yeah. it, it's, it's really exciting and uh, so inspiring one more time. Uh, Lian, what, what is your, your, your point of view on the, on the, on the yeah. said that? I think uh, everything said is very true. Uh, there are a lot of challenges on the forming and the basically managing a DAO. There are some decisions that has to be taken by the community, and sometimes the community is not even well-educated before. Yep. Uh, we are all talking about voting. Voting can have a very, very, I would say, a lot of different voting systems. For example, would my, would my vote count as, a, as a, um, let's say, a parallel to the amount of token or NFT I'm holding, or is it one vote per person? Each DAO has to take some uh, decisions. And uh, yes. I can talk for hours about the different uh, consensus mechanism and what need to be done in order to really put uh, a good system in uh, place. And I think uh, a lot of it is what uh, George, uh, Greg just said. Um, the other side, is also interesting and uh, meaning the community itself. Sometimes the community does know everything, let's say the best case scenario, but it, they're just too busy or uh, too much involved in other you know, things in life. So one big challenge of a DAO is to create real engagement and the rewarding mechanism, how to really uh, make people engage and feel uh, that they have some results it can be impact investing and the results can um, be in different forms, not necessarily money, but that's a, a big side of what we do, basically advising DAOs and giving them the right tool to keep the community engaged. That's uh, what we find a lot of the DAOs are struggling with. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's, it's really uh, interesting. Felix? I think a lot of it is dependent on also the purpose by the DAO. I mean, if, if there's, a, for example, a pure monetary objective i mean by default you're gonna have problems where people drop off and people don't stand true to the values of by the reason why the DAO was created to begin with also a lot of the problems i or the way i see it as is that it's not really clear yet it's it's still early right and the applications of a DAO and where a DAO makes sense and just as Liran said uh, what the structure of voting is i mean it's to some degree dependent on the on the application and uh, the the reason behind it and uh, that's by default going to vary and do see a lot of incoherence and bad structures i mean i i recall i can't remember the name but i saw this one dog who i think somebody got hacked maybe one of you guys know yeah. about uh, yeah they got hacked and they like overturned the vote like five times uh, about uh, reimbursing them or should they not and uh, i mean arguably that goes against uh, the whole consensus and they try to change the narrative and it just destroy the purpose of the doubt to begin with so i think all of these factors it's it's tough because again we're very early and i think many of those issues are going to get resolved as the applications become more clear for example in our case where we really want to bring in doubts as a means of governing for traditional investors, you know, for investors to be more involved with the, the investments that they have, it makes the, it's more clearer in what way one would structure a DAO and in what type of decision making should be done. So 
I don't know. There's it's, <laughs> saying yes is a very new thing. It's uh, it's very tough to say how. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's 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 uh, what also uh, I think all uh, bring us the, the the on the daily basis the energy to keep building and experimenting. Uh, what I I have in mind uh, and maybe Akina you you can share with us. Do we see some uh, DAOs trying to experiment uh, a kind of hybrid uh, governance? I mean, having several um, voting a process depending on the the topic if it's about the found or if it's simple decision or it's uh, mostly one kind of governance that is apply uh, which is applied for the whole uh, decision so it's actually it depends on the DAO themselves and how uh, mature the leaders are or the, or the active members are when they come up with the way they want to tier the membership and the voting schema, right? And then uh, some DAOs are very simple. Basically, everybody gets one vote no matter how much money you have, right? That's what we are doing. Uh, because, you uh, know, if, if, and else, if you want to add more money in to invest in something, that's your own decision. But if we should invest in something or not, that should be decided by everybody, right? And then uh, we get, we basically says that we can't guarantee that everybody in the DAO will vote. So we basically, whoever's active voting on that subject, because I might not want to invest in a football field, Right. But I want, I would invest in a villa in France. Right. So like, it, you know, whatever it is that we want to invest in, but, uh, you know, but that's not what we invest in. We actually invest in startups that are female led or men led that supports women. So that's, we're in web three, uh, tech stuff. So I'm just using it as an example, you know, so we, we based on the active, like we want 70% of the active voter must say yes to a project. Cause if you're not going to vote, you're not going to invest in that project. So we don't, we shouldn't count you in. At all to, to, to say we should invest in something or not. So if you don't want to invest, you should not stop other people from investing because the determination is not for everybody to invest in everything together. Is you want to invest in something that you want to find. So that's one. Other people are uh, separating into different type of members. Some are like say that they these members uh, are responsible for the governance of the DAO. So they get to vote on governance related stuff. So then there's our general members who get votes on like, oh, should we have a party in the Bahamas, right? Should we use the money and then have, you know, a boat trip, you know, things like that. But they do not have any vote on the governance of how they run the DAO. So that has to be pre-set up and pre-destinated uh, clearly in your white paper. And who gets to be on the governance board, right? Just because they pay more money, right? What is it? And then they have, you know, so there, it's different based on how sophisticated the people are, how complex they want. I was talking to a DAO that's been around for three years, but they're stuck, right? And they're not a DAO. When I look at them and say, you're not a DAO, they say, yeah, we'll realize that we're not a DAO. But they like, they, 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 they call themselves a DAO. They have a member and then everything, and they have a place for everybody to hang out. And then they wanted to separate their membership DAO versus the owner DAO, right? The owners who owns it. So, like, basically, I said, you can't make your owner part of the DAO because you're not going to let anybody else to enter that ownership anyway. So it's close memory. You don't need to make a DAO. And I always ask people, if it doesn't make sense to be a DAO, don't do it. If, if you just want to be cool and, and, and slash the name DAO, you're going to be in trouble because once the regulators start regulating you and they say, if you can call yourself without proof us to us, you're a DAO. If you're not, they're going to penalize you. You're in trouble. So like a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know that. It's like, it, it, if you're not going to have the, you know, the will and the passion to build it, a DAO is not a simple thing, like you said, and I would love what, you know, Greg said, right? It's a, it, that's going to be the future organization because if you look at, you know, the news about Google, Google is no longer what it is anymore. It's a big 
machine of bureaucracy and administration. And then I have an internet user work for me a long time ago. Now he's there and he's like, Google sucks, right? The management sucks. People suck. You don't do anything. Everybody's so busy just filling in the paper, just being nice. You know, no one does anything. So I, I think that will change that, you know, the bureaucracy, the way the company being managed is mismanaged. I've been working in a lot of corporate, I do digital transfer and change management. The people on top are cozy and then they are in power and they're supposedly, you know, retiring, but they refuse and they block new ideas. And then these are the people who killed a lot of companies, which we saw in Blackberry, Kodak, right? Uh, who, who, who did Netflix kill? I forgot the name of that company, right? That Netflix killed. So, I mean, innovation will always happen. And we just need to make sure that, you know, and Dow is away. And then, um, the, and, and tell the truth. I, I forgot who said this. I think Felix said it or, or Dante said it. It's like, this is just the beginning. It is just the beginning. Dow has only been literally on the map for a few years only. In 2021, there were 6,000 DAOs and, oh, and 400 million was under asset management. By 2020, mid 2022, it was 16 billion under management. End of 2002, because of crypto winter, it was a little bit slower, but it was 20 billion under asset management. It's huge, right? And, there's, and then that's why regulators are taking it very serious now. They have no choice to ignore DAOs anymore. Before, if anybody who teaches you to use a legal wrapper to wrap around a DAO, don't do it. It's messy and it doesn't work, right? And sooner or later, the government's going to change that the regulation because wrapping a legal wrapper around DAO doesn't make sense at all, right? So you have to really, I think um, Greg said it, trust the system, okay? Decentralized, autonomous organization. The only way you're going to do it is based on technology. And everything self-run based on what you've written on your white paper, it written on the smart contract. Make sure everything's automated. Right now, when we want to get dividend, we have to wait for the board or them to decide if we want to get our money or not. That's bullshit. And when they release to us, we're like begging them to release them to us. If you're on the blockchain and you're supposed to do to be paid, you get it in your wallet because everything's automated. Even if you don't want to, owe the money, it's going to go. Right? So that's the difference. Guys, it's, 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 it's really, it's, sorry, go on. I'd step in with a few points to this. So just bring together what Akina has talked about and, and Leran has talked about as well is at the heart of this sits community. You know, at the end of the day, a, a DAO, the people who are voting in a DAO, it's not just, it shouldn't just be about who's acting. It should be, there's, you have to recognize as well that there is skin in the game. You know, um, I make the point about you know, virtue signaling that my issue with it is the lack of skin in the game. You know, when someone says, oh, it's uh, it's fantastic to see um, the gay pride flag flying over the Latican from the American embassy. That's great. Do that in reality and then tell me how you've been brave. You know, have some skin in the game. Have some skin in the outcome. If you really... Okay, my big argument with all the footballers going to Qatar complaining about Qatar is I'd say, well, if you go to someone else's country, you have to obey their rules. You have to respect them. If you if you really believe in the things you're saying, don't go and play football in the World Cup. And you know, people go, oh, but it's their career. Let me tell you something. The Lions, the British and Irish Lions is the pinnacle of rugby. Okay. Players in the 1970s and 80s refused to go when they were chosen to go and play on the Lions Tour. Only every 12 years do they play in South Africa, and they refuse to go. 
If you talk to the Afrikaans people in South Africa, they will tell you actually one of the things that really made them understand how wrong what they were doing and how poorly they were viewed outside in the world around them was the fact that sporting teams wouldn't come to play. So, look, skin in the game is a vital part of this. It's something that really cements what we're bringing to the table, why we're asking something, why we're doing something, uh, and it means that everybody has a real interest in the outcome. That's that's one part of it. But how do you foster that? It isn't just by how much money someone put into it. You know, as Akino said, it's what Lirin is talking about. It's how do you get people to be more engaged? How do you make it such that people feel like they're actually part of the decision-making process? And some of that goes back to what Dante and Phyllis have talked about, which is, you know, don't just join every DAO in sight. Do the ones that are actually really aligned to what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it. Be that engaged person. Have your skin in the game. And the last point I'd make to, to this is to really take this away from just looking at investment and start to think about this in the context of the future of work. You know, uh, people beginning to work together in, in collectives to do things. Not just, you know, I, I talked at length and being in, in, in also for many years now about the power of cooperatives to transform things. My, my grandfather started the credit union movement in Ireland, which transformed access to finance in, in rural Ireland, perhaps doing more economic good for rural Ireland than even the, the European Union did because it was local people lending to local people. Those effectively were DAOs. Each credit union was effectively a DAO. You know, the cooperatives, the farming cooperatives, the, the, the guys who are coming together to, 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 to milk together, to process their milk together, these are all the future DAOs. Everything that we today see being done by cooperatives, corporations, incorporations, limited liability partnerships, etc., lends itself to this. And, and as Akina has said, the big change here is this is not about having a legal structure and having to go through courts and having to have the money to go to court. To, to take something up. It's actually that these are hard-baked rules. You know, it, it's decentralized, autonomous organization. Three operative words again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's really uh, fascinating, inspiring, guys. The, the, the time is uh, running fast. For the next edition, trust me, we will have a longer uh, uh, panel discussion to uh, give you a... Uh, Don't a last word about this uh, really fascinating discussion. Yeah, last point I would just say is um, we need, I think, decentralized Oracle networks is a big uh, area, again, to validate that the actions that are happening in the real world are being, you know, that data is being cross-referenced and, um, you know, we're using smart contracts and, and things to automate. We're bringing data out from the outside world into our smart contracts we need to be validating every piece of that so you know still some time for those tools to progress and you know but i totally agree with everything that uh greg and, and akina and really the whole panel has said uh this is the future i believe of uh, business of um you know uh action at a um you know for the masses so i think you know it's a bright future just um you know a few more years and and uh we should really see an impact, you know, that that's, uh, thank you. Possible. So Felix, the last thank one. You thank you. No, I think uh, everybody has been touching on very interesting and very relevant points, but I, I do think a lot of it will uh, turn out good in the, in the near future. Um, it's a matter of evolving and, uh, we learn things by breaking things. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting future.
Thank you. Liran, a last uh, word. Yeah, maybe last word would be uh, interoperability, something we hear a lot uh, in the blockchain. And I think if you want to build a good DAO or if you want to join a good DAO, there are so much, uh, so many smart contracts and different technologies already out there. So uh, do a good research uh, before you start any development or uh, when you join, see if those DAOs really have the tools and the connections and the partnerships to everything else happening in the different ecosystems. It's not one eh, anymore, it's many of them. So uh, that will be my last word. Thanks, thanks a lot. Guys, uh, we, we, it's time you now to, to end this uh, fantastic discussion. I will come back to you all because I, I want to, to continue. It's, it's so inspiring. Thanks a lot for bringing who you are, your diversity, your philosophy, your mindset. Uh, it's really uh, valuable. I do appreciate uh, it's uh, what we want to deliver. We work free stronger together. And I'm really glad uh, to see that uh, you, you have all uh, contributed. See you soon. It was a pleasure. And uh, yep. let's keep building, experimenting together. Yes. Thank you so much Thank for you having me. Bye-bye. Thanks again to our guests and thank you everyone for listening. Thanks also to the Barium Music team for providing their music. You can check them out on barriammusic.com. All of the supporting information is on our website, blockchainrecorded.com. You can listen to us on Google, Apple, and Amazon podcasts, as well as on YouTube, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. You can follow us on Twitter and YouTube, where we are super grateful for your support. Stay tuned for our next episode.